uh, you know, all uh, Hindu temples, if you go into most of our temples, you have the tortoise right at the beginning. You have lamps in the shape of the tortoise at the base. The tortoise is a constant reminder of withdrawing yourself from the distractions of the external world. Okay. So if you see, and in the Gita too, there is a reference to the tortoise, as in how you should withdraw your senses when you're completely distracted to make sure that your focus remains where it needs to remain. Because we are human beings. So obviously we are going to have disappointments, extreme joys, excitements. All of this will come. How? Based on the five senses that we are blessed. Yeah. And when we allow our senses to lead us, that's when our mind does not work. But if we take control and become like the tortoise, and that the presence of the tortoise in our temples is a reminder of that. That you have the ability to withdraw yourself. Use that. Using breakthroughs, I mean, using breakdowns as a way for breakthrough. And I think you've actually done that in your life. And I'm just curious because when initially we go through a breakdown or, you know, our dreams don't really happen the way we want it to happen, uh, there's a lot of heartbreak and there's a lot of uh, disappointment. So from that stage, how do you really turn it around to a breakthrough? How did you make it happen for yourself? I think a breakdown is tough, whichever way you look at it. And uh, each time, every time, it is tough. It doesn't get easier because, you know, if you are really taking a path of adventure, you are not sitting inside in a comfortable zone uh, where, where you are not going to have those breakdowns. That's the only place you may not encounter breakdowns. But, but that's a sad place, right? Because it, it doesn't allow you to grow. It stifles everything good inside of you. But the moment you get out of that comfort zone and, and you really start to get into the fear zone before you hit the growth zone. So that's where I think a lot of our realizations, the lessons uh, come to the fore. And uh, over a period of time, I think I created a little framework for me to decode that and to, to live through that and, and to not allow the breakdown to get to me. Uh, and in fact, to see it all the way through till I got that breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And today I, um, you know, use this framework with a lot of my clients uh, and, and they seem to do wonderfully well with that because it's one of the tools that we use to build the resilience muscle. Mm -hmm. And it's a muscle and you do build it over time uh, once you start to actually welcome the process and, and not fear it. So, so what are those five steps? Uh, I call them the five A framework. Mm -hmm. And Shweta, it starts first with, you know, sitting quietly in the awareness. Just to get that awareness of mm, what has happened. Yeah. And, and, and sit in that moment to soak it all in, to, to feel it fully. And to have that realization that what is it? Right. And then not rush that that particular time, that pause, which is so essential. And, and once you sort of, you know, got that awareness and you're operating from that awareness, the next stage then is really a stage of acceptance. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, we move from the hugely emotional to the more logical, right, uh, where we start to interpret 
as we are accepting that you know how did this happen mm-hmm. right and 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 why this this why did this happen to me yeah so um so that is something which i think is also an important stage where you need to fully feel the feelings um own them and uh, and not judge yourself for having those because you're already going through something which is a tough situation for you and on top of that if you judge yourself uh and most of us are are sharp critics uh and uh, and you know first i didn't get that and now you know i'm sitting in mourning you know so so you do double damage to yourself so that's something that i say no no you know just accept it and and start to move to the third stage which is assess so in assessment we really come to a place where we are looking at okay so this has happened this has happened to me it's really tough it's unfortunate um what are the options that i have in front of me who can i ask for support right what are some of the things that i feel i'm capable of doing so this is typically a place where we sit down and we revisit our strengths we revisit um you know past turmoils where we successfully overcame those to move ourselves to a better place we look at examples of sometimes other people who've been able to navigate something similar and come out on top uh you know really uh being able to navigate that so beautifully and all of that gives you a feeling of strength it gives you a feeling of being prepared and that leads you to the fourth a which is really taking action on that because without action everything is just a thought and we can keep ruminating and overthinking and stressing ourselves but the idea is to quickly move from the assess stage take whatever support you need and move to the action stage to actually do something about it because action then generates a lot of energy it it changes your vibration and it allows you to start acting in a way that will move you to a place where you enter the zone of possibilities right so so fear starts to give way to possibilities your thinking changes your energy is different and your mind becomes a lot more solution oriented uh and far away from that first stage where you were sitting in awareness and in shock with what had happened so already you can see in step 4 you moved a long way from there and the last step really is to acknowledge once you've taken that action you sit down with yourself again and acknowledge that how far have i come what all did i do how have i fared has it given me the outcomes that i wanted to create and if there are big wins that you have you need to celebrate and pat yourself on the back and and if things are still not you know where you want them to be then you know that i can start it all over again and i can reach a place that i is i mean that is my desired place and and that really is the breakthrough so the first step was i mean if i just bookend this framework from breakdown and the last is the breakthrough that you emerge from uh the fact that you were feeling comfortable uh was what uh prompted you that to change tracks when you were 50 right and i want to just delve a little deeper on that because usually that comfort is what we are seeking for right that security that assurance that yes everything is going on track and things are predictable dependable reliable you know most of us in a you know society we are raised to 
value all of those things, right? And you had all of those things when you were 50 and leading a comfortable life, but that prompted a change in you. So what was missing? What really triggered that? Even in that comfort, you felt something was not right. I think I just uh, mentioned that is that it's when you wake up in the morning and you don't feel that joy. Mm. Um, it's it's that, you know, I don't think so. Even a day of being alive uh, without joy is, you know, you've got all these very false concept. It's a false narrative that's told. I mean, this is what I figured out with time. Perhaps it happens with time that you figure this out. Some people figure it out early. Some people take time and some people never figure this out. That there is nothing called, you know, safety. I mean, this, this word safe, if life itself is unsafe, I mean, how can you expect certainty when your life is uncertain? I mean, that's the false narrative that we hold that there is something called certainty. Uh, in life. And life is going to be a flux. It is going to be challenges. It is going to keep on changing. Now, people are losing their jobs. Uh, so they say jobs are safe. I say, okay, uh, look around. Uh, where do you think is the jobs are safe? You know, So, I mean, there is no such thing like safety when you're alive. What is really true is what I figured out is life is a story and you are the storyteller of your own life you can make it the most adventurous story that you tell or you can make it the most boring film that you have ever created. You know, it's your choice. Like what you are doing right now is not many people will get out and start doing what you are doing, but you are actually enjoying in the process of expressing yourself. You are expressing. I think people need to just express themselves. We're so bogged down by the expectations of others. And what will others think? And that we want to compete with the neighbor and that we want to show off uh, to others that we create our own, you know, kind of, uh, this is not okay kind of thing. And advertising is doing us big disservice. And now I come from a marketing background and from this, I say, thing that advertising starts telling us you are not okay. You're not okay the way you are. You're fat, you're thin, you're this, you're that, and you need to change and you... You're, you're bald, so you need to do a hair transplant and you, uh, you're gray, so you need to color your hair black and you need to look like... It's all these things which are saying constantly to you are not okay. But I think the first thing that we need to do is to say that, you know, I love myself the way I am and this is who I am. Take, take me as I am. If you don't want to take me the way I am, it's okay. It's your... I, I'm, not, I'm not living for you. This is my life. So I think when I figured that piece out, you know, that, that somewhere it struck me that, you know, how much of falsehood we have created in our own lives of uh, creating and uh, we think that we are living our life, but we are actually not. We are living what the society expects us. First, our parents, teachers, then our bosses, then what everybody is. I mean, where is that the child in you that was expressive? that didn't care, you danced when you wanted to, you sang when you wanted to, you jumped in the reins when you wanted to, you could just do what you wanted to. I mean, you lived your life. And then we say, you know, somewhere down the line, we have lost this whole ability to dream and to actually live our life uh, on our own terms. So I think that, that, that comes to you when you start getting up in the morning. If you ask me about it specifically, you will start feeling it inside you. You don't want to get out there, but you are going there because you got a paycheck. Now you are in a barn. People take home loans. I tell people, think before you take your home loans. 
Because once you're out there and once you have to pay your EMIs, you are you are now stuck for the next 20 years or 30 years. You have to pay that EMI no matter what. So you have you to get that pay, paycheck. <laughs> you you have to you work for a paycheck. Then you're not working for you know what you love to do. You're starting to do, and there's nothing wrong. I don't tell people you don't take a buy a house, but that's not the priority. Priority is to find yourself and to live uh, from that place where uh, you want to get up in the morning and get out. And, you know, it doesn't look like work or what you're doing. It looks like something you love to do. So you just enjoy, like, if you had to do a podcast and you said, okay, come 9 9 p.m. in the night or 10 p.m. in the night or a Saturday evening, you would love, you'd be in joy that if there's a person on the other side who could give you a good story, you would say, okay, great. I mean, I'm okay. Absolutely. I think that's what we need from life. I mean, why the hell do you want to live a life which is tied to, you know, things which are not you? I mean, I, I just sometimes want to shake up people, you know, literally. <laughs> Maybe it's taken me time to get it, but now that I've got it, I want to tell as many people that, you know, just go out there and live it. There's nothing to be afraid of. Finally, you're going to die. Be certain of that. If that's certain, then what's what's worse that can happen to you? I've heard you say before, um, mostly in the context of scaling up businesses, that it's very important to build a strong foundation and then you can build a skyscraper over it and it will be steady. And for some reason, when I heard you say that, it also to me reflected that life is also similar, right? There are many foundation blocks that you build in terms of values or, uh, you know, whatever goes into making that strong foundation. And I think you build a life well lived over that. So, for listeners who are probably in their 20s, early 30s, still figuring out what life is and really confused about where to go, how to navigate the ups and downs, uh, how would you say they can go about building that strong foundation for themselves? We can always connect the dots only backwards, as Steve Jobs said. And uh, when I started to do that for my own life, a few things emerged for me very strongly and that's something that I would love to share with those, especially those who are in their 20s and 30s because your entire life is ahead of you and and it's not too much but it's a few things. If done well and done at the right time, they can make a big difference to the quality of your overall life. And I will go back and you've probably heard a lot of it during this podcast already but I will really go back to saying that start with saying I am responsible. I am 100% responsible for my life and my career. And the moment we say that, you immediately change from playing victim to being a victor. It's a very empowering statement. It might feel scary if you're not used to taking responsibility. But hey, you know, if you don't take responsibility for your life, and allow someone else or wait for other people to do that. Guess what? It may not happen or it may not happen when you want it and how you want it. And is that a desirable way to live? So that's the first thing. I take 100% responsibility of me, um, right? Um, the second is to, to sit down at least once a year, I would say, and and to go deep in trying to understand your values. Uh, I say that again because when we lead busy lives, um, 
also when we are surrounded by friends co-workers social media influences sometimes we forget who we really are and and especially in the younger years the tendency is to fit in rather than to stand out and all the forces are in a way conspiring to make you more like everybody else so that you don't feel like an oddity so you do that to yourself the others do that to you as well everything from the way you talk the way you dress the way you uh, make career choices life choices life partner choices a lot of that is i mean dictated by outside external factors and internal conditioning so can you challenge that and then the way to do that is first to know who you are and to connect back with your values the third is uh, and i can't say that enough to really know what your purpose is and maybe you cannot be living that at the age of 23 or so you feel but once you start to at least have that awareness over a period of time you will start to see that you design a life which is far more in alignment with your purpose than it is against it yeah. right because it's sad if you discover that at the age of 40 or 50 or 60 and then you have all those regrets of things you could have done the person you could have been um and you weren't so so now that you have access to information like this take it seriously and and use it right and the fourth thing which is is a very useful tool um and shweta i've seen this work again amazingly well with uh, my clients is called the wheel of life where we help you to look at your entire life as a wheel with different sections so you have uh, the health section the wealth section the career the relationships contribution hobbies right so all of these things together form our life mm-hmm. but when we are young sometimes it's just career sometimes it's just romance sometimes it's uh, you know uh, tight finances or sometimes it's it's just the urge to break away rebel and not have any discipline uh and and live with that streak of madness for a while only to perhaps regret it later because you don't have anything close to uh you know earning a decent retirement corpus when you would need it right so everything has consequences so so that's where look at your life in entirety and this wheel of life allows you to harmonize all different areas of your life and see them together rather than seeing them as disjointed parts that's why i never believe in work life balance because there wouldn't be balance it's it's a misnomer you go all in at work at times and you go all in um um you know in love at all you know some of the times so so but but overall how can you harmonize all these areas so that you create a life by design and not by default So so that's something which I think is something that will enable you and last but not the least like I keep saying don't just think of the i but think of those around you and um, and think about not just fitting in but but what could you do that could add value to you and everybody around you and believe you me that will leave you in a state of big fulfillment and perhaps it will lead you to your purpose as well right so these are the five things that i i really strongly advocate 100% responsibility connection with your values helping yourself to reveal your purpose doing the wheel of uh, life exercise at least once every year 
and last but not the least really look at uh, the others and not just yourself uh, as the center of the universe but seeing how do you add value with everything you do that interesting part uh, which you also mentioned in the book right about you being a management consultant uh, mining and dining mm. and then you know walking the path of yoga and suddenly moving to austerity and minimalism and you know tapas as we call it in our journey so i'm just curious how was that journey for you and if someone is still caught in that worldly race uh, where would you say they start okay so you know this is a very very profound question i know you smiled and asked that question uh but i want to tell you that you know uh yes initially it's like a reaffirmation of what a cool guy i am and i want to you know do these things to again again remind myself of how cool i am that's one way of looking at it but if indeed you have been fortunate enough i guess i would say i have was fortunate enough to somehow encounter the yoga sutras and bring myself crashing down on the world on on, on the earth another way to look at it is that it's a form of duty duty now i'll define it without trying to uh, you know uh, appear uh, like i'm i'm, I'm talking nonsense the two two ways of appearing this one is duty to those who you know uh, who depend on you whether they like it or not i mean whether they are uh, spiritually out there or not or whatever but there are people who may be dependent on you and therefore uh you know i cannot engage in a spiritual conversation with them and tell them not to be so that would be very cruel to do so that that is really not fair that's one way the second second thing to do which i think i needed a couple of couple of friends to tell me this is you know so for example and i before i talk about management consulting i'll talk about music and i'll i'll, I'll, I'll correct it so you know uh, like i said i was very fortunate to be given music or some knowledge of music by some great people that my fortune it is not that i was such a cool guy i am very aware at this moment that chance brought me to their feet they gave me this knowledge okay without that knowledge i am actually nobody now having said that what happened during the covid period was one of my friends said uh, you know look we all are sitting and wasting our time why don't you just teach teachers uh, some music and i had never actually taught vocal music before i'm a violinist at the most i might teach the violin and even that is a difficult thing to do because many people don't have the patience to learn the violin but be that as it may somebody said why don't you teach us uh, uh, you know uh, basics of music and i never done that ever i said chalo let me give it a shot so i started teaching and uh, uh, well word spread that you know this is guy crazy fellow in, in bangalore he will teach music for nothing so i was not i was not willing to teach charge so i started teaching i had to 20 25 people in no time at all i would spend all my time uh, you know teaching uh, and then so that was one going back to this business of management consulting itself uh, in both the cases you may possess some knowledge okay and the, the idea then is don't keep it to yourself give it away now the give it away might be does it mean free now i used to think free and again that is also a destructive thing because unfortunately uh, the reality is and even in our ancient system they say you can't take take it free you have to give guru dakshina that's how they 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 called it you know so uh, so the question is if i happen to be fortunate enough to know something because of either because of my own idea or i somehow read about it and became an expert about it you know then is it not my duty to 
pass on that knowledge of whatever this music or concepts or it to somebody that's how i justify it okay uh, one from a point of view of, of duty the other of of giving away whatever you may know because ultimately you're not going to take it with you so the more you jettison in whichever form formal informal whether it's monetized non monetized give it away but again if you're hung up with the with the monetizing part for its own reasons then again you're in trouble Uh, you mentioned in one of the interviews that uh, one of the biggest lessons you learned writing the second book was you know this message of stop thinking right yeah. and <laughs> i think as a generation we are overthinkers right we are just so compulsive thought is something that just happens uh, yeah. you know, no matter how hard you try to uh, you know kind of be conscious about it so i'm just curious you know uh, what kind of practices have helped you keep learning that lesson of stop thinking and what does it open up for you when you actually manage to stop thinking so uh, i think to be able to trust your inner instinct your gut feeling is one but before you reach there because that is kind of difficult we do have certain courses which we teach you to trust your intuition and learn to work with your intuition but let's say people not everyone does do it so i think journaling is very important because So what is thinking or what is overthinking you're recycling the same thought without any resolution without any solution and because now the mind is starting to believe that no matter how much i'm thinking there is no solution it starts to get into that panic mode and the worry and anxiety and all that shows up right yes. so if something is getting repeated please put them on pen and paper and also keep writing letters to yourself about how you're feeling mm-hmm. it sounds very cliche but it works fortunately it works yeah. it sounds easy but at some point when you learn how to do it and with practice it comes then um, you realize that through journaling you're learning a lot about yourself a lot more about yourself and so many emotions you can manage it just because you're letting them out of your system and onto the paper and for recycled thoughts obviously you just make a list and take it out of your mind once it is on the paper the mind believes hmm. that you are going to take action so now it doesn't have to keep reminding you of it yeah so this is for you know any practical overthinking daily issues and challenges the third thing is i because not everyone can meditate but i definitely definitely suggest and uh, going into the nature either you walk or even you just go sit by a lake or in a forest or a park or whatever in green and just sit there just watch observe you know that calms you down and the moment you calm down slowly the uh, the distance between thoughts becomes larger so then you're slowing down the process of thinking this is somewhere i'm sure everyone else has read it or heard it it really reduces your inflow of inputs and messages you have to reduce social media see whenever an information is received the mind has to process it yeah. it cannot park it that is the nature of the mind whatever comes to it it has to process because it has to understand whether it is uh, a threat to the survival or it is good for thriving Yeah. and unfortunately it catches hold of the threats to the survivor because originally what is your mind's job to help you survive yeah. everything else comes next 
so it holds into those fearful thoughts and you don't even realize it you have watched the scary movie on tv you do not realize it how 6 years down the line the same thing can cause a miscarriage in a woman because the fear has been seated you know mm-hmm. so really you have to be watchful of what kind of information you allow into your system yeah. if the information is making you uncomfortable you should stop it it is your energy system you are not a dustbin that anything should be entering your system you should mo- I mean, really check what is happening with you right the same way we check our children that okay no you can't watch this movie you can't play that game same thing is for us you know so mm-hmm. that is third then of course meditation helps but not meditation doesn't mean you sit for one hour with your eyes closed you can meditate with your eyes open the only thing meditation actual meditation is when you become aware of your breath you can be driving you can be talking you can be eating you can be dancing but if you're aware of your breath you're meditating yeah so you know so i think these things would really help and stop overthinking and the other thing the last thing i want to say if you're overthinking about something find a confidant go and confide in someone who's your wellwisher again you're taking it out of your system mm. and of course that person can give you suggestion or just you need to be heard probably most of the times and that's it it's not very difficult <laughs>